What's up? It's Kevin Hart. And with new rewards from Chase Freedom Unlimited, I now earn even more cash back, even on a beach getaway. I earn 3% of drugstores on beach snacks. Hmm, these chips have some saying on them. I earn 3% on dining, including takeout, after a seagull eats all my chips. And I earn 5% on travel purchased through Chase, like a hotel room to hide from that seagull. Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions, limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank, NA member FDIC. Hello listeners and welcome to this Dynamic Images special. It was recorded just before the launch of FIFA 21, but had to get approval so it hasn't come out in the main feed until now. As I'm sure you've seen from the title, in this podcast we're going to be going in depth into Dynamic Images. We have with us an ex-EA staff member who was really, I'd say, the main man on Dynamic Images for quite a few years. And we're going to have a chat about what his role was, what the day-to-day was, and also the impact that those images have had on the game, as well as some of his favorite dynamic images and a few little Easter eggs that uh, he's thrown in over time. So delighted that you could join us. Bruce, welcome to the pod. Hey, nice to be here. Thank you for the invite. No, it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, yeah, where are you now? Where are you talking to us from? I'm living in Germany. I stayed here. This is where I worked with EA and um, my girlfriend is also German, so I decided to stay here. Ah, very nice indeed. Yeah, Berlin's meant to be really great. Well, it was when I went there actually for a capture event a year or so ago. Let's get into what we're going to talk about. That is the dynamic images. I should say we on Twitter put out a thread with your help of some of the best dynamic images uh, that you'd chosen over time and people sent in theirs. There's a link to that in the description and you can find that on Fathead's Twitter. But let's start from the beginning. What was your role at EA? Um, I was just as anyone other at an assistant producer for EA. Mm-hmm. And the role itself was pretty simple. It was sourcing and providing these dynamic images to the game. Originally, I have to call out that I was hired to do FIFA Online 4. Yeah. So people might not actually know about that, right? It's quite, it's something that people don't really know. Yeah. About. My, my position was officially with FIFA Online 4, but thankfully we managed to like work together, create projects together, and then step up the dynamic image game in all platforms, including FIFA Mobile, FIFA Online 4, and FUT. Yeah. We should actually explain what it is, right? Some people might not know, but FIFA Online is really catered towards the Asian market, right? Isn't it? It's, it's like an online version of FIFA that you can play and, and doesn't require, you know, consoles, etc. Exactly. That's a PC version of FIFA, which is available in Asia. And then it's a little bit different than FUT. I It's, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very different, right? It's, it's sort of, it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of FUT-ish, but, but mm. not. <laughs> but yeah, they, they worked with much, much, much more um, dynamic images than FUT and, but not as much as FIFA Mobile. Obviously, FIFA Mobile is something that people might know mm-hmm. much better. And then there is a ton of, ton of dynamic images there. That's thanks to the, the dream team that we managed to pull this together. So we might as well talk a little bit about your background then, because I know people often like to hear about how people have ended up working where they're working. You've actually been involved in the FIFA scene, but not the foot scene for a long, long time, right? Yep, that's that's true. So the main reason why I started graphic design is because of FIFA. Um, I'm originally from Hungary, and um, Hungary wasn't really included in, in FIFA's that much. I mean, they were, but there was like no star heads. There was like no... Um, kits or 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 teams etc and 
there is a website called FIFA Hungary who were doing sort of esports events before esports were cool. I'm talking about 2004, 5, 6. Mm-hmm. And um, I was basically competing there and uh, like playing simple one-on-one games. And because of that, uh, when we were playing with like the Hungarian national team, uh, we wanted to create kits for them. So we figured out a way to put it into PC. And then we started first making kits, then badges, then later like flags, etc., etc. And it was released as a Hungarian mod, basically, for the game, mm. where people like later thousands of thousands of people can use it. And because of this, we we started playing, uh, we started doing more and more events. And then in the end, it turned into to become a pro club league and it's still running as a pro club league. And thankfully it was as successful that the first division in Hungary started reaching out to this um, organization to create their esports scene in FIFA. Wow. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm coming with a really strong FIFA background, mainly with like one-on-ones and events and, and pro clubs. I, mm. I, I played in the national team of the Hungarian national team pro clubs league. And that is the main reason I found the EA and I found the Talent Scout. Well, that, that is really interesting. Like, a, a, is it very different background to maybe a lot of people around the foot scene would have? That's for sure. Also, I guess the other thing that we should mention, which a lot of people actually don't know about, but is pretty significant and also quite topical because of the FIFA Racings Collective, which is what EA have called this release of ratings before the start of FIFA 21. And that is uh, EA Talent Scout. Yep. And you were involved in that, right, before you got involved in, in the other stuff at EA? Exactly. So my career with EA started on Talent Scout, and um, that's like the m- most frequently asked questions since I, I released this really uh, small Behance presentation. It's like, how did you get to EA? And I always um, try to just point at Talent Scout and say that this is the best way. Um, obviously, now it's starting to pick up a little bit. Uh, it wasn't this sort of out there last year, but now people are starting to realize that, oh, it's not only one person who works on on data. It's actually thousands of thousands of thousands. And um, I started it like that. I didn't start it with a data reviewer. I started as a photo editor mm. because um, for those who are more interested in, in photo editing and Photoshop, they have a chance. Sometimes I don't know right now if it's open but it's on the same talent scout to apply as a photo editor mm. and basically doing the same job as I did, except obviously not um, sourcing images. It's more like just the producers, like I was, provide these editors some pictures and they can edit it and then they put it into the game as um, the little profile pictures on the cards, etc., etc. And then, of course... Aside from the photos and things, this is actually how the stats are decided, right, for players across different leagues. I mean, as you can imagine, EA don't have employees who go out to the third or fourth division Bundesliga games, right? (laughs) I mean, that's, I mean, obviously there is no, like, I can only talk about the colleagues that I've worked with. I haven't had a single colleague who is not a huge football fan. Yeah, Yeah. So there is like a, Big, big, big misunderstanding several times that like, ah, whoever works at EA doesn't even know football because my favorite player got two ratings less than the other. It's sadly not how it works. There was an interview with um, 
which is available on online. It just requires a little bit of Googling of how it was about Thomas Müller and how Thomas Müller got his rating back in the day in FIFA 16 or 17. And that sort of opens up a little bit about how these ratings are determined. It's not by one person. It's not even by that person who works at EA. It's with these six, 7,000 people as data reviewers around the world who follow their favorite team, who are there every single game, gives feedback to EA that, hey, this guy did this and this in this match. And mm. throughout the whole year, they collect all of this information and then they decide. Mm-hmm. It's something that really doesn't get talked about much at all in the FIFA community, I'd say. and is Yeah, surprisingly not. Yeah, it's clearly important. And also people always want to understand more about how the ratings are decided and, mm-hmm. and who watches the players. And I mean... That is that is how it's done. So uh, for those listening, you've heard it from uh, someone who was involved in it, and and we should say, you know, if you want to do that, then go ahead and do it. You can definitely find it. Just Google it, and uh, I'm sure there are many people out there who'll be listening and thinking, oh, that sounds pretty interesting. Actually, I'll, I'll get involved with that. Yep, I, I I agree completely. I mean, I I had several people I got to know who came through to the company because they were data reviewers. Like I was watching a LinkedIn live with one of the guys from Vancouver. I think one of them said that they also started out as data reviewers and now they are with the company and the gameplay team, etc. etc. So this 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 definitely gives a good opportunity to maybe find a career at EA. Interesting. So that was good insight into how you ended up working there and uh, working on dynamic images. What would you say the impact was of dynamic images? Obviously you did join after they were introduced, but I think it's fair to say in the time that you were there working on it, which was what, FIFA 1920, mm-hmm. they did take off and become super important, I'd say, to the game and something that, I guess because there were quite a lot out there as well, there was something that people were really like looking out for, always wanting on their players. And for some people were almost must-haves. I mean, Bateson, who's obviously a massive YouTuber, is constantly nagging EA about dynamic images because uh, he, you know, he loves to have a team full of dynamic images, and it does look great. So, what would you say the impact has been on the game of these images, which probably initially you wouldn't have thought would quite make the difference they have? I mean, personally, for me, I always wanted to have the same feeling I had when I was a kid collecting basketball cards. As I said earlier, I was also a FIFA player. However, I wasn't too big on FUT. I I did play it, but because I was on PC, I guess several PC players who are listening to it understand that it's not the easiest to play uh, Ultimate Team there. However, I still wanted to to open Ultimate Team and have the reason why I'm opening Ultimate Team. And this was way before uh, I, I joined EA and that was collecting it. And obviously, it's nice as a Chelsea fan to collect Chelsea cards, but there is no reason for me to buy, a, as as I'm not playing the game, a one rating higher Frank Lampard than than the same Frank Lampard who I have because they have this. Other than the card design, nothing is different. Just the rating and the card design. So when I got to the company, uh, my main idea, well, not idea, but my main goal was that I want to give it also for those who just want to collect it, and. Uh, I was just aiming to have different sort of type of um, dynamic images. So when someone gets a special card, for example, Salah, and uh, he has several celebrations throughout the season, especially 
in FIFA 19, uh, when the whole started blowing up, Salah had this huge breakout season. And obviously that was well known by everyone who, who follows Arsenal's team that he will get a lot of special cards because of this. And I was like, yeah, but the rating is probably not going to be much. But this was just my logic. So how can you make it more interesting for the player? Get a really good dynamic image. And then I started looking for dynamic images, which is different than the other. And for people who who might play the game only for that, could be something for them. Plus, it gives back that memory of, of Salah. The best uh, video that I actually saw about it was by Run the Foot Market. He made a really, really good video about the, the impact of the dynamic images and the card design itself. And I remember I watched it, I think a week or two weeks uh, later than it came out. And I was, I was just nodding in front of my computer that like, yes, if others start to understand, then we are on the right track. Yeah, and in that video, and I've noticed this myself as well, as I'm sure many of the listeners will have as well, there's a card, well, there's a few cards he mentions, which when they came out were a certain price. And then a few days later, a dynamic image was added and, you know, the the price increased by about 25%. Mm. And there are some cards where their stats are pretty much the same as another item that that player has, but because they have a dynamic image, you know, they are worth considerably more. So I guess it just goes to show that, you know, that I know some people might be dismissive and think they're, you know, just a sort of gimmick, but there's no doubt really, is there, that people really value these things so much so that they're willing to spend, you know, coins they've grinded for to actually get that special image. I mean, also, which is really special, and that was always special for me when um, Team of the Week was released. And uh, on, on Twitter, obviously, Team of the Week went out. And you see fans in the in the in the comments that like uh, let's just say someone from the Dutch league got an inform card in the starting eleven, and it's the first time he gets a dynamic image. Mm. And you see the fans of that team coming under the tweet, and it's like, ah, oh, that's so cool, that's so mm. cool, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> I I maybe was a little bit too into it like i literally sometimes went on twitter just looked for dynamic image in the search bar and just checked what people <laughs> say because i was interested i wanted to know what sort of turns on people so yeah that that this definitely makes a huge huge impact what i think it would be interesting to know for those who are especially interested in this and i know there are many people out there who are what is it that your role involved like what was the sort of day-to-day activities that you get up to in picking these dynamic images and going about your work? I mean, obviously, the more it got sort of famous, like the dynamic images, Mm. the more work I had daily. And not just me, but obviously (laughs) everyone around. It was going to the office, um, receiving the list of uh, players who might or might not receive the uh, dynamic images and then just work on it. There was nothing like too deep to explain i didn't have to like go out and do the photos myself it was uh, <laughs> just basically having a deadline and make sure that you provide these dynamic images by the deadline mm-hmm. obviously when i started i already knew about them because of my past like i started working as a fruit talent scout as a photo editor with fifa since fifa 16 my name can be found in the credits back then 
And um, I already were familiar that what are the dynamic images and then what I will be doing. However, I already had sort of my opinion about them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I had like ideas with the other guys, what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then we created our little workflow and started working on it first in FIFA 19. Great. Let's take a break and we'll be back talking about what made you choose specific cards and the little Easter eggs you've thrown in during your time working on those images. Hello, listeners. And in this break, I wanted to remind you about the scheduling changes I mentioned in the last podcast. Obviously, this is a very rare unscheduled pod, which is great. And I wanted to fill you in on how things are going to work week to week in FIFA 21. It's something that I've been planning for a while, thought about it a lot, and I definitely think it's going to be a win-win for everyone. What this means for the main feed here is that there's going to be a podcast every week of the same length and it will be on either content or it will be on gameplay. The other one, the one that didn't appear on the main feed, will be available to supporters. So the supporter feed will have two podcasts a week and the main feed will have one podcast. So it remains the same in terms of being double the amount of content for supporters. Obviously, the big improvement for the main feed is the consistency of having a same length podcast every week, which is something I've wanted to change for quite a while. So earlier this week, we had the content pod on the main feed and then the gameplay pod out just for supporters on the Patreon feed. Remember, you can get that feed and chuck it into your podcast providing app. All very clean and easy to operate. And it is definitely worth mentioning, too, that for the start of FIFA 21, there is a 12,000 FIFA point giveaway going on on the Patreon, which if you join now, you can hop in and enter. Also, if you've ever been put off by the fact that you can only pay in dollars, well, that's no longer the case. You can also pay in pounds and euros, which actually makes it a little bit cheaper. On top of those things, we also have the regular things, which are the fact that you get double the amount of podcast content, as well as other great perks, too, including the podcast earlier and ad-free and loads more as well for just £3 a month. You can sign up and join in that giveaway too over at bit.ly slash podpoints21. So that's bit.ly slash podpoints21. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Right, Bruce, so in terms of the images that you went for, were there specific things that you personally were looking for when you were trying to pick out a dynamic image for a player? Personally, I was, I think, sort of way too emotional for this position. <laughs> I was definitely, I think I mentioned it in the tweet that um, you guys put out on Fathead with some of the examples. That, for example, for me, when Liverpool won the Champions League, I have several friends who are Liverpool supporters and I knew how much that meant to them. So I was like, mm. they are FIFA fans. Yeah. If they open up FIFA, what they want to see is the feeling of winning the Champions League. Mm. And there are thousands of thousands, if not more than millions out there who feel the same about it. So for example, I always wanted to get some sort of emotion back with the pictures that, that they are put mm-hmm. on the card. And this is, for example, how the um, Fabinho and, and Van Dijk and Marcos Alonso's trophy dynamic image born sort of 
Mm-hmm. I also wanted to make sure that the players who who share these dynamic images or obviously there are these pictures that they are making when they get into team of the week or when they get any special card which they post on social media and I actually uh, looked into that and I started like following several football players on Twitter and then check how they react did they just share the picture and then say nothing Mm. And uh, Sign Maximin was the first one who were commenting about it, that mm. he wanted something special. So I always took a little bit of notes of players who actually pay attention to Dynakinish or play FUT and, and wanted them to mm. have pictures which they might prefer. But again, this is not something which they require from you. This is all something which is just personal. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, Anyone else who is doing this job or anyone else who will be doing this job will have their own opinion. For me, like I mentioned earlier, I think I was way too emotional for this position. So I wanted to make sure that everybody will be happy. Yeah, because it must be something that's very easy to just, oh, here's an image of a player in a game. Happy days. You could treat it very simply like, you know, find the image. That's it. Yeah, obviously it would be something which uh, was also very much misunderstood. Uh, when I put out the tweet of me leaving the company, I had several people just uh, tweeting under it and replying that like, ah, you did a great job, but this and this image was missing. <laughs> yeah, right. They were like putting Google links there. And it's like, yes, I wish. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, obviously, yeah. I-, I can't really go into details, but it's not something that I just grab a screenshot from one of the games and and use it as a dynamic image it was a longer process it had to go through several agencies etc etc and um, yeah so finding a dynamic image is not as hard finding the right dynamic image that can be challenging because presumably i mean anyone who's been involved in sourcing images for something in a professional context is going to know that you know finding an image on google that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to use that image, get the rights to use it and all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, most of them, yeah. But obviously, when um, I started working and I announced it on wherever than Facebook that, that I started working with EA Sports and um, just a random guy, like a completely random guy, started sending me uh, pictures of uh, Mbappe. <laughs> and I didn't understand why. Like I never replied. They never opened the message. I just always see that Every single game PSG uh, finished, he just started sending me pictures. And I, I really didn't know why. <laughs> and in the end, I opened it up after like half a year. And I saw that he's commenting on it. That like, hey, I saw the picture that Mbappe got for his team of the week. But I think this would be a much better dynamic image. And it was like a photo he took out from some sort of YouTube clip. And then he just sent over. And he was getting more and more angrier. <laughs> hey, Neymar did the Kobe celebration. Where is the Kobe celebration? And he was just like spamming me with messages. It's like, this is not how it works. I wish it would work like this, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think what we're going to end on here, which leads nicely on from that, is a couple of the dynamic images you selected, which you've sort of identified as being the most sort of interesting or having a, a particularly notable explanation for why you chose them, I suppose. Uh, I put them out on the Foothead Twitter account. You can go have a look uh, if you're listening to this. If you just go on to Foothead's Twitter, scroll down a little bit, it won't be too far back, I'm sure. It says at the top, the Foothead Dynamic Image Cup, because we're going to do a bit of a voting on uh, the suggestions that people have made underneath that. 
a lot of good ones from uh, some big content creators as well, actually, which is great to see. Um, so let, let's go through them. The first one that we've got here is the Kante, and this is his team of the year from, I think it's FIFA 19, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, people may remember it. He's wearing a, a yellow kit and he's got his thumbs up. Um, do you want to explain a bit about why this is one that you picked? So obviously this year, Kante had a really, really good year, which meant that he probably had several cards. I, I don't remember how many, but I remember that he had several. And obviously team of the year comes around and personally for team of the year you probably want something which is super special mm. like something which is emotional which gives back the fan the the player who who get this card and then angelo kante comes up and, <laughs> and he he has this like um signature smile that people talk about that he's always smiling mm. not when he's on the pitch <laughs> that's that just not happens like literally to find the picture of kante uh, laughing or smiling. Even I remember this was for FIFA 20, I guess. He scored a goal against Liverpool, but obviously Chelsea lost. And he scored a goal against Manchester City. Uh, Chelsea lost there as well. But both of them were like really nice goals. And his celebration was turning around, giving a high five to one of his teammates and running back. Yeah. yeah. And and how are you going to make this a dynamic image? Like, yeah, there's, no, there's no photographer who can add a little smile to it or, or, or something. So mm. that one image of him doing the two thumbs up, I think took more time to find and I like identify this image than anything other for, for team of the year. That's crazy. And I suppose, you, you know, we should say you're a Chelsea fan as well. So you've, uh, you've been following him closely. Yeah. And you, yeah, it is interesting because it's something that I never really knew because, again, I just associate him with that smile that he has off the pitch. You know, he's always smiling. He's always okay. showing emotion. But yeah, now I think about it, I really can't think of seeing him smiling or being, you know, happy or sad on the pitch. He's just a very kind of serious player, which is, which is really interesting. And there's so many players who like this. Like people just, really, they really? have work. I mean, if you think about it, and this is not like I had experience with it I've, with some of them. But for example, Modric, when he got his uh, Ballon d'Or, mm. he is not a player that you see running and taking his shirt off and screaming even when he scores in an Air Classical. Yeah. Like uh, there was this, um, I don't know what's the name of the animation, but that was like some sort of show about um, Champions League house, I think. Right, right. From Bleacher Report. Not, not, not 100% sure about it. And then they made like a whole episode making fun of Modric not being someone who celebrates. <laughs> and and then I remember I was watching and I was like, yep, I, I understand that. And there are like De Bruyne. Mm. He's also like, he celebrates, he runs to the crowd and he points to the sky or like does something, but not with his yeah. face. He's not going to scream with his face. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to smile. He just runs. What was the quote from Balotelli? Someone asked him like, why don't you, didn't you celebrate that goal? And he says the postman doesn't celebrate when he delivers the post. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So they are at work. So, you know, I was going to say, you can't expect them to go crazy after every goal. Exactly. But then I guess also, certainly for the Kante one, because it's a team of the year, you had a lot of games to choose from. Yeah, it was still pretty difficult. So yep. that, that says a lot. <laughs> that, that that was fine. You know, that, that was like a whole year of looking into <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right, let's move on to another one. So we've got the Van Dijk, which you talked about earlier, uh, him kissing the trophy at the Champions League final. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that one? That was that was really really special for me because even as I a Chelsea actually, fan, <laughs> I, I mean, not as a, oh, but that was the same 
time when Marcos Alonso got uh, released as a Europa League oh, yeah. uh, with the Europa League trophy because Chelsea won the oh, course, Europa League. Yeah. So I was fine. So yeah, yeah you're feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't Generous. watch like the second the second European competition, the Champions League final. So yeah, I, I was I was focusing on the main competition, the Europa League, and uh, so I, I didn't get. But that, like I said and mentioned earlier, I have a lots of lots of Liverpool fan friends. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I cannot go out and say that, like, oh, look out for that next dynamic image because, well, I would be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I obviously didn't tell anyone. And um, one of my friends uh, tweeted about it when it came out. And I remember that it got semi viral on Twitter. Nice. Like, people reacting to it and saying that, like, oh, this is so cool. Then they found the Fabinho one, then they found the Marcos Alonso one. Mm. And that was what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I wanted. Because yes, a Fandai car the, is gonna be really good for people to buy. That's that's gonna but if they buy the specific card, maybe even just for collectors, this is gonna be special. And this was the first one which had the the Champions League trophy on it. So I definitely wanted to make sure that it will be the first one and it's going to be special. And thankfully it worked out. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a really good one. As a Manchester United fan, I can't get too happy about it, but uh, <laughs> it is a good one. Um, let's move on to the last one you picked out then for this thread. And that was, uh, I think, a very interesting one. I, I certainly found this the most insightful. I, I love a Easter egg, as they say, and, and this is a good one. And this is Douglas Costa, the Juventus player in a game for Juventus. And this is a foot... Birthday. birthday yeah. card isn't it yeah and do you want to tell us a bit about why you chose this one so this was i'm not sure if this was the last ever um juventus uh dynamic image it got into the game but this was definitely last for me to edit yeah and um this was when there was an official announcement already that pia montecaccio will making the debut for next year mm. so I just thought it would be a nice touch. Not many people picked it up. I got like one or two people who were like, ah, oh, that's that's interesting. But that was like a small Easter egg I wanted to put there, which is basically like kissing goodbye to to, to Juventus. That is why Douglas Costa is kissing so was the, the Juventus badge. Maybe it was too deep. <laughs> Maybe it was too complex. But uh, obviously I cannot really... <laughs> come out at that time and then retweet it and it's like oh Explain do you guys it. see yeah, why yeah. it's special because everyone would be like oh yeah 99 pace yeah, like, yeah. No, not, not that the reason but yeah this was just a really small touch and I, I aimed and tried to have similarities like this like small easter eggs mm. uh, one of them actually got found under the post oh yeah uh, sorry the tweet yeah I think it was Boateng yeah and uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to find the picture right now. However, I definitely remember it. In FIFA 19 or FIFA 20, Jerome Boateng got a special card. And uh, before that, he also got a special card. But many, 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 many Bayern München fans was um, complaining that his rating is way too low. Mm. So I managed to find a picture which actually points around the area where the rating is uh, okay and and that was his highest rated card that year yeah, yeah so he's like pointing proudly obviously in the original picture he's not pointing to a rating he's pointing for something else yeah, yeah. but it's pointing there and i remember when that was released a few people picked it up and i was really happy to see it under the tweet as well that people still remember for it yeah yeah and uh another one that i think is a fun one is more recent so 
many of our listeners will probably have seen it. Not a player that many people will probably use because he's in a, a pretty awkward league and I think an awkward nation as well. Um, I think it's Kojo Fodo Laba is his name. And uh, mm. he got a team this season, which is him <laughs> kissing a boot, right? <laughs> which I think is one of the, the more iconic ones. I, that, was, that was one point when I was honestly thinking, and this was like privately, mm. that some of the players now realize that they should do something cool <laughs> yeah. for, for 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 pictures because yeah obviously i cannot say that um someone is doing a celebration because they want to have a cool dynamic image in fifa who knows but there there was a time when we definitely started to realize that there are players who now do different sort of celebration but celebration itself started being cool again mm. i mean the best example as a chelsea one was mason mount when he was doing the dance which he had like a bet with uh, chunks yeah. from, from, and then he was doing this little dance. And obviously, I don't think it made it for FUT, but it made it for uh, FIFA Online because I was a Chelsea fan. I was like, no, that this has to be in. Mm. And thankfully, Mason Mount got a special card back in the day then. So, so I managed to put him. But there was um, Bernardo Silva as well, who has like a pointing finger, which he again had a bet with, I think, Vooch from Copa 90. Yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like that. And then many, many players started. I mean, the best, which we uh, I always mentioned with one of my friends, is uh, Alex Telles. Like, he literally feels like he's doing the most over-the-word celebrations. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that, that was definitely a time when I thought that people I start to pose for dynamic images. And obviously, these are good to put on a card. Yeah. And uh, talking of Telles, actually, one of the things that someone posted in the replies, and this was a little while ago, was that Telles had... I think two or maybe even three cards of him doing the same dance, but at different points in the dance. If you flip between them rapidly, it looked like was he was dancing. FIFA so. 17, 16, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't a part of it, but <laughs> <laughs> yep, there, there is a chance that that was deliberate. So. Yeah. And there's a couple of, you know, people complain about shushing and taking the L celebrations and things like that. But actually, you know, they add a lot of spice to the game. And you know, there's Rodrigo doing his. L, I think there's a Bessandiani or Bessandiani or something. He's a, a Bundesliga player who also did an L celebration, who's got a dynamic image. And of course, that Mbappe crying, which was something which a lot of people have mentioned doing yeah. his little cry celebration. That was a has to be. That was a yeah, must yeah. have. So. There, there must be some which you're like, I'm going to do whatever I can to find that image and get it in. Personally, for me, which I was super sad about was. Um, the Neymar Kobe celebration that I really wanted. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, that didn't work out. Yeah, that's yeah. like probably that's my biggest heartache. Yeah, because I'm I'm also a huge huge basketball fan, and at that time that affected me really much. Mm. So when Neymar did it, and he had a really good uh, performance, and uh, I I got the news that he is getting into some sort of class, I was like that that would be a cool touch, but yeah, didn't work out. Well, um, I found this really interesting and I know you are on Twitter and if people would like to ask you about particular dynamic images, obviously we should say that, you know, you've worked on the ones that have come out more recently rather than the older ones, but I'm sure you, you might be able to share a few things. And we are, of course, running that uh, little uh, competition between the various dynamic images to see who's going to win the Twitter polls. So uh, that would be interesting too. Uh, do you want to let people know what your, your Twitter address is? Sure. So currently I'm pretty active on Twitter as after year I started working as a freelance graphic designer and video editor. Mm -hmm. That's my other passion. 
I, I, my, my biggest goal was to stay in the community, mm -hmm. like uh, stay in the community as working with Twitch streamers, YouTubers, influencers, etc., etc., as their designer or video editor. It haven't worked out yet, but um, I'm posting a sort of uh, designs and and videos on my Twitter, which hopefully people can check it out. My Twitter is Bruce CFC Hun. <laughs> Not the easiest handle to have um and um if i can i welcome to answer to any question regarding these dynamic images which i'm allowed to yeah. but for those who might didn't see it my pinned tweet is a little presentation about my work and maybe they find a few answers there yeah and the other thing i guess to say is if you're looking for someone to do some freelance graphics and design video editing or i mean a man of many trades then uh let bruce know you yep. can uh, hit him up on twitter dms are open perfect and uh yeah well bruce i mean thanks very much for sparing your time to talk to us about this thank you for having me it was a pleasure yeah. I'm following you guys for a long long time now so it's, it's yeah. incredible for me to experience this i'm sure as our listeners will agree i know this has been really interesting it's not often we get to hear from someone who's been behind the scenes and it's certainly not something that people have many answers about if that makes sense and i think you have given us some answers for questions which have been asked quite a lot i think around the community about dynamic images so yeah it was really interesting and uh hopefully we'll see you around in the foot community going forward amen and so that wraps us up for this unscheduled special episode apologies that it could only come to you a bit late but I'm glad you got to hear it anyway. I really enjoyed it, found it very insightful, and I hope you did too. So all that remains to be said is don't miss that 12,000 fee point giveaway over on the Patreon. You can get that along with double the amount of Foot Weekly podcast content each week, which includes, of course, the gameplay tips pod from last week. You can sign up and get that giveaway over at bit.ly slash podpoints21. So that's bit.ly slash podpoints21. Or you can just Google the Foot Weekly patron Thanks to those supporters for keeping this podcast going and all those icon patrons. Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Hunter B, Alistair, Martin M, Chris W, Coach Fass, Matt L, Harry P, Sam B, Dean M, David S, Robbie S, Tom B, Jordan, Paul S, Yannick H, Rich T, Stephen F, Andrew L M, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Damon H, Jonathan P, Lee A, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Adam W, Stephen M, David, Anthony R, also ran, Jeff B, Roger D, Dan W, Eric T, Andrew C, Jason B, Matt H, Savage P, and Sam MG. A huge thanks, as always, for supporting the pod, and I'll look forward to catching you on the next one. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Oh. 
come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER.